0: Welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode.
1: Hello, this is Buddy C. Welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. And Fred conversing with everyone in the chat when we're, uh, or he can't do that now, can he? Because,
2: no, because you've taken that facility away because you want uh, me to behave like a good little schoolboy. Do you know what? I, th- I think we should start recording the chat before the chat because sometimes that is just so funny.
1: We may start, uh, but but the funniest stuff is prefaced by, you're not recording yet, are you? I don't know if that would really work. <laughs> Today, we will be talking about the fourth verse of the Wentzah. Been I mean, getting a lot of good comments on this book. Actually, you know, I mentioned I was going through some depression. I had number, couple, well, several people contact me that doesn't that don't normally contact me and listen to podcast. Are you okay? Are you okay? Yes, I'm okay. I'm getting better, so everything's good. More suffering because I resist change. So I had to see how I was resisting and stop it. But,
3: buddy, I appreciate your honesty and transparency there because you're a real human being, too. And you have real human being problems and you have real human being emotions and feelings. And so I really appreciate that.
1: Thank you. Thank you. You know, and I didn't. It it goes back to what we learn in recovery. I was using all the tools that I knew to use, but they weren't working. And I think one reason they weren't working was that I wasn't talking to anyone about it. I wasn't using that fifth step that we hear about, you know. I wasn't using my sponsor for that. He was asking me about it, but I said everything's okay, you know, I'm all right. I was dealing with it. There was nothing I really wanted to share about it. And then I started saying, hmm, maybe I need to be a little this waters, I'm the frog in the water, you know. It's getting warmer and warmer, and I'm not realizing. It's real easy when things are good, to say, oh, that's God doing for me. But when things appear to not be good, to take responsibility for those decisions, when if those decisions would have worked in what would appear to be a positive way, I wouldn't have taken credit for those at all. So I found I was taking blame for decisions I've made that at the moment don't appear to be the best decisions to have made. But I don't know how it's going to, these things turn out. I have to treat it the same way as everything else. Uh, And my experience has been everything works into something good. Everything. Without exception. Every detail. Actually, that's what Romans 8 says, the message version. Every detail of our lives of love work into something good. Water always runs downhill. Gravity always pulls it unless there's an external force that's uh, interrupting that. This water there, it's going to run down. It's always going to spill out when you turn the glass over. It's never going to stay and go, oh, my God, this water, what? No, it always runs downhill. Every detail of my life so far has worked into something good. So, yes, thank you for all the concern. A couple of quick announcements. Go to buddyc.org has a lot of uh, resources there. There's a resources page that has a lot of sobriety helps. There's a uh, daily Tao devotion that you're welcome to sign up for. I'm I'm pulling these nuggets out of all of these readings and creating a daily uh, quote with a thought and an affirmation associated. And I'm amazed at the times. I don't match the pictures up with those at all. I just throw them in the picture, 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 picture. And almost at least once or twice a week, I'm thinking, gosh, this picture matches so well with what's being talked about. And it's never it's it's all synchronistic. Would that be the way to say it? Uh, You can sign up for that. It's free. Uh, Lots of good stuff there. We still have our nightly 9 p.m. meeting, zoom, aameetings.com. Every night of the year at 9 p.m. Eastern, we have a meeting, an AA meeting that you can attend online. So check it out sometime, guys. I know the Facebook group's doing well, Craig. I've been watching that. We're getting a little more interaction than we've gotten in the past. It's good. Thank you for your help with that. Um, Let's just start with the first of the fourth verse. And we'll read a couple of, a paragraph or two and discuss it and then move forward. And as you guys have a verse of the Dao Te Ching that you want to talk about in conjunction with this, just uh, speak up and we'll do that. Now, you'll notice as we read these, this one starts with Lao Tzu said. So, you know, Lao Tzu's is attributed with writing the Dao Te Ching. So, other times, though, you'll see that uh, Wentza, as a person, would ask a question and then Lao Tzu would answer it. In some of the later verses, you see that. Uh, Lao Tzu said, sagehood has nothing to do with governing others, but is a matter of ordering oneself. Nobility has nothing to do with power and rank, but is a matter of self-realization. Attain self-realization, and the whole world is found in the self. Happiness has nothing to do with wealth and status, but is a matter of harmony. Those who know enough to deem the self important and consider the world slight are close to the way. Therefore, I have said, reaching the extreme of emptiness, keeping utterly still, As myriad beings act in concert, I thereby observe and return, observe the return. Back to the beginning there, sagehood has nothing to do with governing others. See, that's what you would think, but it had everything to do with the way that uh, you interact with others. His English is a little different than a lot of what we we use. He says it. Sagehood is a matter of ordering oneself. Now, this one's real clear. Nobility has nothing to do with power and rank. I thought that would be all that nobility would have to do with its power and rank. See, this is the paradox of of truth here. Uh, But it has everything to do with self-realization. And what is self-realization? A couple of definitions were living up to one's potential. Or fulfillment. So the nobility has nothing to do with power and rank, but is a matter of fulfillment. Attaining fulfillment, the whole world is found in the self. Craig.
2: So this isn't very directly. What is it? What I was going to it's say. Mercy. No, what I was going to say. I've got an echo. Is that you? Go ahead. So what I was thinking about was when it's saying sagehood has nothing to do with governing others, it is a matter of ordering oneself. Nobility has nothing to do with power and rank, but it's a matter of self-realisation. Attain self-realisation and the whole world is found in the self. So I was thinking about Callum when you were reading that. I was thinking about... So first of all, I was thinking about being a sponsor because being a sponsor is not about governing others, but about showing others how you do what you do so and it's not about saying you know I'm, I'm loftier than thou I, you know this is this is how you must do In the case of you know this is how I do things and it's pretty much the same with being a dad I don't know if anybody else's kids actually do what they're told my kids do what I do they never do what I tell them to do and I usually find that really works with Calum. The, the relationship I have with Calum is absolutely phenomenal at the moment um, he's turning 12 and he's just turning into that kind of teeny young boy. Um, he's heading off to high school this year. And he just wants to spend so much time with his dad. Uh, we've been working out. We've been going out for walks in the morning, first thing in the morning before work, working out in the garden, pumping iron. And it's always been a case of um, when I was growing up, it was always a case of, you know, you have to do this, do this. You know, parents are always telling me to do stuff. And what I found with Callum is that he's now doing what I'm doing. So I'm finding that it's even more important for me to make sure that my side of the street is clean and I'm not setting any bad examples um, for Callum to follow. And it's even simple things like how I talk to Louise, because obviously I want Callum to grow up knowing how to talk to, not just his mum, but talk to to, to women and respect them as well for for how they should be. Um, So I'm... I'm seeing from this part, do as I do, don't do as I say. And we have to, we have to be the example for others.
1: Thank you, Craig. So the idea with sagehood, that it has to do with looking within and how you order yourself, not how you're able to say wise things to others. Are you living the wise thing? Right. That's I think that's what you were talking about, Craig.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah,
1: And and then nobility is not about the power and rank, but it's about self-fulfillment because the power and rank is not going to bring you fulfillment. Happiness, uh, and he says the whole world is found in the self. You know, that idea of not having to travel anywhere to find what you're looking for, that you already have everything that you need. That idea, I think, is what's seen there, too. Happiness has nothing to do with wealth and status, but it's a matter of harmony, that inner harmony. We all know that. Those who, just interrupt me when y'all have something. Those who know enough to deem the self-important and consider the world slight or close to the way. So judge the self-important. The word deem could mean judge. So in other words, that we don't take the bait of all these external things that are going to make us happy, right? Um, And then he says in the next phrase, reaching the extreme of emptiness, keeping utterly still as myriad beings act in concert, I thereby observe the return. In other words, he's observing his life. He's not having to put forth the excessive effort because he's looking within. And in that stillness, he can see all things. Aren't we taught that in recovery with Paul's? I mean, that's what Paul's is doing for us. It's getting us to turn that light around and be still. I was looking at the 13th verse. I'm going to read um, Stephen Mitchell's version. Success is as dangerous as failure. Hope is as hollow as fear. What does it mean that success is, is as dangerous as failure? Whether you go up the ladder or down at the position shaky, when you stand with two feet on the ground, you will always keep your balance. In other words, there's no security uh, in success. What does it mean that hope is as hollow as fear? Hope and fear are both phantoms that arise from thinking of the self. When we don't see the self as self, what do we have to fear? See the world as yourself. Have faith in the way things are. Acceptance, right? The way things are. Love the world as yourself. Then you can care for all things. We get what we give, right? Comments before we move to the next paragraph?
2: A question. Sure. So the part about I thereby observe the return, maybe think think of chapter 40 or verse 40 where he says, returning is the motion of the Tao. I'm having a trouble conceptually thinking what that means. I'm wondering if that's connected to that. Like you can start seeing that motion. Yeah, what
1: exactly what does return mean, right? Maybe it's that idea that everything has its season, that things always, there's always a cycle. There's all there's a cycle to everything. Returning is the movement of the Tao. Yielding is the way of the Tao. All things are born of being. Being is born of non-being. That's, uh, that's uh, Mitchell. How about McDonald with that? All movement. This is the 40th verse. All movement returns to the Tao. Weakness is how the Tao works. All of creation is born from substance. Substance is born of nothingness. Dennis?
0: Yes, it's, it's really good. The, the way I, I saw the last line, um, as Murray begins I act in concert or thereby observe the return, I kind of related that to, um, to the meditation part. So I'm, I'm getting into, to, to the world of form when I, when I get lost in my thoughts and I can observe my thoughts and I return to my t- true self when they disappear, the emptiness. Um, that That was kind of how I found out and 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 again, there, that is that is the reality of of this present moment that I can return to all the time, um, which is some people call it home, right? <laughs> Just right here right now. and, and that that is so peaceful. That was all
1: a lot of folks have issue with the hope being as hollow as fear. I think, like fear, it's an aspect of hope because you know, I hear people say that fear is healthy. Well, respect is healthy. I can, you know, if I have a fear of stepping in the road and getting hit by a car, I'm not going to take a nap in the middle of the road. But I don't have to be motivated by fear with that. That's not the kind of fear I'm talking about. I'm talking about the self-centered fears that ruled our lives for years and years you know, that we finally started getting some freedom from when we got in recovery. Now, hope, when I first came to recovery, I got hope in that first meeting that it would work for me. That's a good hope. But if I'm not accepting my moment, where where the way things are right now, and I'm hoping they're going to change, that's the kind of hope that's as hollow as fear. Amy?
3: Yeah, I think um, it it might have finally just made sense to me Um, because I've I've been one of these, right? That they're like, what do you mean hope is bad? What? what?" But either one of those things takes me out of the moment. It also prevents me from taking any action to get there. I can sit here and my mama used to say shit in one hand, wish in the other, see which one fills up. You know, same thing. If I got hope in one hand and fear in the other hand, what what good is either one of those things going to do? what action am, I, action am I going to take to get to that place that I'd like to be or to not be in that place that I'd like to be, you know? Um, so, yeah, each one of those things can take me out of the moment and prevent me from taking action. Wow. Thanks for bringing that up again, buddy.
1: Yes, ma'am. Yes, uh, Mitchell back. In uh, thirteen said last stanza. See the world as yourself. Have faith in the way things are, not have faith that they they will change. Our I think the harmony is in the acceptance of the moment as it is. That's harmony with the moment. If I'm in yesterday or tomorrow, I'm not in harmony. I'm not in acceptance, and that doesn't mean that we have to approve or. Or if things are if it's a bad situation of some type that you can't take action, but you can even see what action to take until you accept it as it is. You can take some kind of action, but it it won't be as solid an action as possible. If you if you can bring yourself to an acceptance of the moment and see it as it is, then I think you can see a lot clearer. You can observe the action to take. Yeah, that's good. All right, next paragraph. The way, you know, you know the way is talking about the Tao. And then in a minute, we're going to talk about real people. And real people are people following the Tao. So those words are talking about the Tao. The way modes, the way molds myriad beings, but is ever formless, silent and unmoving. It totally comprehends. The undifferentiated unknown. No vastness is great enough to be outside it. No minuteness is small enough to be inside it. It has no house but gives birth to all the names of the existent and non existent. Real people embody this through open emptiness, even easiness. Clear cleanness, flexible yielding, unadulterated purity, and plain simplicity. And not getting mixed up in things. (laughs) Says all those words, and not getting mixed up in things. (laughs) Their perfect virtue is the way of heaven and earth. So they are called real people. That's the sage, in other words. That's really a description. Well, this whole verse really, I think, is a description of the man of Dao, the person of Dao. people following this way. Open emptiness, even easiness, clear cleanness, flexible yielding, unadulterated purity, and plain simplicity. And if you don't understand that, just don't get mixed up in things. Real people know how to judge or deem the self great, and the world small. They esteem self-government and disdain governing others. They do not let things disturb their harmony. They do not let desires derange their feelings. Concealing their names, they hide when the way is in effect and appear when it is not. They act without contrivance, work without striving, and know without intellectualizing, is that right? Can you say that for me, Craig, please?
2: What are we trying to
1: say? Are you are you here? Are you off doing something else again? No,
2: I'm I'm everywhere all at once.
1: Intellectualizing.
2: Intellectualizing.
1: Well yeah, I got, I got it. Thank you. This is this is really good. Now he's talking about real people doing the things that he was describing for the sage and all these others, right? So they know how to judge the self great and the world small. In other words, they know how to look within and all the things of the world, not to focus on that, but to focus on uh, their inner qualities. They esteem self-government and disdain governing others. Okay. And they don't let things disturb their harmony. In other words, they don't lose their peace, right? What's our Amy, you haven't got us a big book quote yet. I'm going to beat you to it today.
3: Good, because I'm hung up on this. Real people know how to deem the self great and the world small. They esteem self-government and disdain governing others. I mean, I get the disdain governing others, but does that just mean like I'm only responsible for myself and my actions and my behaviors? I'm not involved. I guess I'm dissecting this too much. Cause I get, and and let me just go go further. Deem the self great. I just feel like that's freaking egotistical as hell. But then, I guess in context with the rest of that sentence, then it's actually not what I initially thought. Oh, look at me working that out by myself. (laughs) Great, thanks.
1: he's putting the importance on the self rather than the importance on the world. In other words, I think he's saying he's flipping the light around, you know, you're looking at self instead of looking out here because he's talking about in the, in the first of this verse talking about with the no, with the, those that are noble has nothing to do with power and rank. It has to do with fulfillment. All these things he's saying, you think it has to do with all of this outside, but it doesn't. It has to do with what's going on within. Then outward appearances are not inward reality
0: at all. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, so it, it kind of sounds like that, that when you are creating peace within yourself, that's how you're actually creating peace in the world by, like you said, Amy, I take care of my own self and, and then the world will appear better. And 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 I make changes, then then I um, my perception of the world will change for for the better.
1: I mean, isn't it all about changing our perceptions? I mean, how many how many times did I pray for things to change in my life? The only thing that changed was me, and then I was happy when I changed. Yeah. Changing things, it was about changing me. Page seventy six in the twelve and twelve, the chief activator of our defects has been self-centered fear, primarily fear that we would lose something we already possessed or would fail to get something we demanded. That wasn't what I wanted. Where's the one thousand step 10? Spiritual yeah, axiom. I, I thought it was I, oh I went past it. Okay. Yeah. Page 90. Yeah. There's a still axiom that every time we are disturbed, no matter what the cause, there is something wrong with us. Not meaning that we have sinned in some way or, or wrong in a negative connotation. I take that as a positive because if it's something with me, I can work to change that. That's something I can surrender. I can't. If it was a problem with you, I can't do anything about you. So it's a good thing that when I'm disturbed, there's something in me that can change to correct the disturbance is what it's saying, I think. And that's what he's saying here. You think it's all those things out there? No. It's all within. All within. That's what emptiness is. You stop the fight. Cease fighting anything and anyone. You don't get mixed up in things, the perfect virtues, the way. And that's real people. Real people know how to deem the self great and the world small. They esteem self. Did we read that verse? We read that one. Yeah. Okay. let me move on down. Cherishing, cherishing the way of heaven, embracing the heart of heaviness. Let me start that again. Cherishing the way of heaven, embracing the heart of heaven. They breathe darkness and light, exhaling the old and inhaling the new. They close up together with darkness. And open up together with light. They roll up and roll out together with firmness and flexibility. Contract and expand together with lightness and dark. They have the same mind as heaven. The same body as the way. Nothing pleases them. Nothing pains them. Nothing delights them. Nothing angers them. All things are mysteriously the same. There is neither right or wrong.
0: That's uh, that's heavy. Comment, oh Dennis. Yeah, I can't let that one go, buddy. The only one that I actually really enjoy about this one is that there is no right or wrong. I'm kind of raised at, 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 when you get to that point that 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 you don't get up, get caught up in what's right or wrong because all the other things to my human mind sounds pretty freaking boring, right? There's no excitement, there's no nothing, it just is and 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 that can really with with the human eye and what we used to know is just like flat and nothing right until you really understand the the power of it uh, behind it
1: and it's not saying i don't to me it's not saying where well, you're going to be nothing and you're going to be boring and you it doesn't matter, nothing you know always vain. You know, it's not that despair. This is what he said earlier, where he said, I thereby observe and return. He's talking about he, how he's just with life. He's yeah. what's coming along, and he, he's just going with the flow. He's just, he's not fighting. He's just
0: going with, he's standing on what is already moving, like we talked about with the man of doubt. That, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of the ego finding that because the ego wants the disturbance and not that peace and quiet and right? where you, you're even a more than or less than all the time. So that's actually that's pretty good. Thank you.
1: I've got a good example of that, actually, that happened just before the meeting. I had a friend call me and uh, he was all upset about something. And he asked my opinion. I said, I'm not getting involved in that. I'm not interested. And I was fine. He was upset and I didn't allow myself to be taken off by it. And that's an aspect of this. You're just not not buying into
0: those extremes. Yeah, exactly. Physician, heal thyself. Thanks, Lou. This is my my favorite story is actually what you're saying there. I think it was uh, Russell Brand that you've been talking about. He he found the number to a and he had problems with his girlfriend and he he called him up privately and he started to disturb was that and, and, and the enlightened mouse, as you call him, he, he said, I'd rather if you just didn't call me because I don't, I don't want that disturbance, which is pretty good. You could say, this is not for me. I don't get anywhere with this.
1: And and he didn't get caught up in either direction, the direction of having to please him or the direction of not, you know, either of the extremes.
0: Exactly. That is so good.
1: And that's what that whole that's what that paragraph before I think is talking about, rolling up and rolling out together with firmness and flex, going through all those things. It's just going with what is in the moment, accepting and accepting every moment as it comes along. Those who are physically injured by the tortures of extreme climate, climatic conditions find that the spirit is suffocated when the body is exhausted. Those who are psychologically injured by the afflictions of emotions and thoughts find that the body is left over when the spirit's exhausted. Therefore, real people deliberately return to essence, relying on the support of spirit, thus attaining completeness. So they sleep without dreams and awake without worries. There's that word return again, Carrie, you know, return, I think too, has a lot to do with surrender. It's really for me. Oh, well, water is a good example of returning the high, the largest body of water is the lowest. It's the largest because it is the lowest, right? And it, continually gives back constantly always returning always returning and there's an aspect of that when we start talking about this and I think that's where a lot of the piece is carry where you're you're not caught up in what's going on so you're able to to see what's happening instead of getting caught out in the extremes and that's part of that returning yeah, that's good, thank you. Comments, guys. How about any verses of the Dao De Ching? If see, see, he ended here with talking about physical exhaustion versus spiritual exhaustion. And he says, Listen, real people they return to the essence, they rely on the support of spirit, and if they were rely on the support of spirit, they attain completeness, and so physically. They can sleep without dreams and awake without worries. That's a place of peace that he's describing. Any questions about anything in that verse that we can that we need to talk a little
0: more about? Well, I, I kind of see that that he explains that the, the mind and body is, is the same thing. When, when the mind is injured, so is the body. And I actually just listened to a podcast where they were saying that. When you are challenging yourself physically by doing something, it's not just that your muscle groups and your muscle memory; it's also your emotions and your uh, your, your head that's getting better, right? So, so it really is connected. It's just not the mind and body like it's two separate things. That kind of builds that up there in, in the in the end of the last paragraph.
2: That's kind of like one of David Goggins' theories, Dennis. Mm. That your body your, your body feels like, your brain thinks that when you're out doing these these long distance runs or like workouts or whatever, and your brain's thinking, right, that, that's it, I've had enough, but your body can keep going for, for hours afterwards. I, I think he calls it, the, you know, you, you've still got like 40%, you've still got 40% reserves left in the tank for actually like finishing the exercise that you're doing. Uh, and I think that's why a lot of us hit that wall. Like, we're going for that run. We're like, oh, man, I can't do this anymore. And then all of a sudden you find that you can because you stop listening to that voice in the head.
0: That's it. We had a a staff sergeant in the army that said that you can do 20% more than you think you can and Mm -hmm. about 80% more than your mama think you can.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anything else, guys, on this verse? Sometimes we have to slow down and look at this because there's a lot of uh I think there's a lot in
2: this one, isn't there? Mm.
1: There is. I, I got several quotes out of it. The acceptance quote at the bottom of uh seven nothing pleases them, nothing pains them, nothing delights them, nothing angers them. All things are mysteriously the same. There is mm-hmm. neither right nor wrong. I thought we would have had a little discussion about that because that idea. Of
0: is usually something that is difficult to. Isn't that exactly what Byron Katie is expressing when she's saying, I'm falling in love with reality? Then there's really, that is exactly it that you have peace with everything. There's no excitement. There's nothing that's going to disturb me or nothing, right? Because it just I'll is you, what if it you is. have not
1: looked at the work. I think it's a fantastic tool. I'm, Dennis and I are reading it right now. Oh, and Craig too. Hey, Craig, Dennis is ahead of you. You gotta, you gotta put in your time in the morning. He's ahead of you. He's beating you.
2: So, so you mean I actually need to turn up to my meetings?
1: Well, I'm just saying. Uh, but if anyone's having trouble working the fourth step, or or how to look at their fourth step, the work is all about the uncovering, discovering, and discarding. It's really, really, and if you have that non-alcoholic in your life that you wish would learn some of what we learn, I suggest looking at the work, by all means. That's a book? It's Byron Katie. Uh, You can go to, uh, you can Google her, Carrie, and, and there's a PDF on her website that you can print off and go through worksheets and all kinds of things she has there for free. She's got a couple of really good books. I've got one of her audibles and I've got a couple of her uh, standalone books too. Uh, Loving what is. But she says our difficulty is that we don't accept the moment and that's what causes all the angst in our life. That's exactly what we find too, you know. And she's just going about it a little different way. And so it's really, it's really good. I'd suggest it. I'd suggest looking into it. Now, don't take it and. Give it to someone who you know. I, I don't know. You don't impose it upon your non-alcoholic relatives.
0: Are, you know. oh, hey, buddy, I already gave it to my wife. I'm thinking if she's seeing this, she will realize there's nothing wrong with me when she makes her inventory. <laughs> I'm working on that as well because it, it can't just be me. Oh Lord.
1: Okay. Um. Anything else in the verse before we go to the Tao Te Ching guys?
3: Yeah, wait, 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 Because I think I finally, <laughs> I might be starting to understand. Good. <laughs> I've been a little lost. I'm not even going to lie. I've been a little lost. Um, Today's just, it's hard for me to focus. I have those days too. I hope y'all understand. But anyway, that last little part, nothing on seven. Nothing pleases them. Nothing pains them. Nothing delights them. Nothing angers them. All things are mysteriously the same. There's nothing right or wrong. That did take me back to earlier in the conversation you were talking about the pause, right? Well, it's, that's at the bottom of page 87. Big As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful and ask for the right thought or action. We constantly remind ourselves we are no longer running the show, humbly saying to ourselves many times each day, thy will be done. We are then in much less danger. Of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, or foolish decisions. We become much more efficient. We do not tire so easily, for we are not burning up energy foolishly as we did when we are trying to arrange life to suit ourselves.
1: That's exactly it, Amy. This is a this is another language saying the same thing. That's all it is. Saying let go or get dragged. That's what it's saying y'all think that all spirituality, I've I've got this, I'm beginning to think that everything spiritual, no matter what what practice you're practicing, the goal, I think, ultimately is to get us to the moment. You know, I went to church when I was a kid because I thought I was going to go to hell, so I had to, you know, I wanted to make sure I got my insurance card, you know, that I got into heaven, you know, when I died. And it really was. More or less that. But I'm realizing all of these different practices, all they're doing is, if we're, if it's a compassion, love-based practice, whatever it is, that's bringing us to this moment, exactly what they're talking about here. Returning, Carrie, returning to the moment. Any verses in the Tao Te Ching you guys would like to discuss before we close that spoke to you in this? How about four?
3: You know, I'm going to the Ryan Hogan translation. How much Tao is there? More than you'll ever need. Use all you want. There's. Um. No, 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 I lied. It was five. Five is really, really, really what I meant to read. Because <laughs> four was not right. Tao is neutral. It doesn't worry about good or evil. The masters are neutral. They treat everyone the same. Lao Tzu said, Tao is like a bellows. It's empty but it could help set the world on fire. If you keep using Dow, it works better. If you keep talking about it, it won't make any sense.
1: Be cool. Thank you, Amy. Anyone else? I was thinking of verse 80 when they were talking about being fulfilled already. People enjoy their food, take pleasure in being with their families, spend weekends working in their gardens, delight in the doings of the neighborhood. And even though the next country is so close that people can hear its roosters crowing and its dogs barking, they're content to die of old age without ever having gone to see it. Not to mean that you shouldn't travel, but to mean there's nothing there that's going to fulfill you. There's nothing there that you have to have to make you happy. That geographical cure that we talk about sometimes or, or we must go to this destination and then, you know, we'll achieve some enlightenment of some type. A lot of, uh, there's a lot of spiritual practices that do that, pilgrimages and those sort of things. They're saying the contentment is within, like everything else that we see. I feel like Lou, Lou said that he was tired uh, of hearing himself talk. I'm, I feel that way too, Lou. And what we may do next week, you like verse five is real short. We may go ahead and read into verse six next week, maybe do five and six together. I don't know. We'll just keep going as long as we need, you know, as we get into these shorter ones, because we have some that are I mean, we, we may talk about two or three or four in a day. Depends on where the conversation goes. Anything else before we close, guys? Everyone good? I think something I would do, Carrie. I would go and I'm, I may do this, too. Take the PDF of the book and word search return and go through all the quotes in the book. That's a great thing of have for having the PDF on books like this and the doubt aching online that we use where you can do a control find and, and look for words and where they repeat. Um, I do that a lot in word searches. I, I have the big book and the 12 and 12 and 12 step sponsorship on and uh, a PDF to do the same thing with it too and I can find any quotes that I need or or want to hear So where did that come from and look those things up we got some, we have some good resources so I'd be curious if you went through the returns if if that sheds some more light on that for us. let us know if you find anything
3: okay yeah I don't want to do that but I'm gonna yeah. thank you buddy
1: <laughs> yeah 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 All right, guys. Well, if there's nothing else, y'all have a great week, and we will see you next week. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use, and have a great week. (laughs)